The hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Welcome, everyone, to the Traveling Pulpit Podcast. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. You know, Traveling Pulpit family, it is once again, as Psalms 118.24 says, a day that the Lord has made and that we should all be glad and rejoice in it. I know I am, and I hope that you are also. Traveling Pulpit family, I want you to know that that scripture, Psalms 118 and 24, is not something that I just say when I get on this recording. Not at all. It's something that I say every single day. If not verbally, I say it in my mind. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us all be glad and rejoice in it because there is a reason why we rejoice. There is a reason why we are glad to see a day like this because it is a day that has not been promised to us, but it is a day because love has provided it for us. So let us go and rejoice and be glad because of the love. Not the love that we have for one another, because truth be told, we don't. We don't have love for one another. Truth be told, the love of the world is futile. But the love of Christ is what gives us an unpromised day. And I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful for this day because it is his love that has provided the opportunity for me to show love to someone who does not know love. But in the process of showing love to someone who does not know love, I connect through Christ with people who are of love, just like I am. And that energizing meeting that, 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 that come together, that, that meeting of the minds coming together to be, that is where the scripture tells us where there are two or more gathered in my name. There I am also. I met a family out at the market earlier and it was just, uh, it was like a family reunion like a family reunion. And that is love traveling pulpit family. That is what love looks like. Love is, is not what you look like. Love is who you believe in that brings you together on one accord that you can show love to one another, but the world does not have that in them. That is why the world is about to catch fire. And I want to send this warning out to everyone, to everyone that the world is about to catch fire because those who see the flames are going to run out of the house, not in fear, not in fear, but in gratitude, in, in gratefulness. Because they know that they're running into the arms of salvation. Only a fool, a non-believer, 
a person who says they believe, but their actions say different. Only a fool will stay in the house and believe that they can put the flames out. Not realizing that those flames will soon overpower them and consume them. Only a fool believes that. But it is the person who sees the flames and know that salvation is right outside. Go with me to Matthew 10, Matthew 10, verse 34. See, when Jesus came to this world, so many people want to put on to Jesus that he came to be a friend. He came to be a buddy. He came to be uh, something that he did not come to be. And you hear this in different churches throughout the United States, possibly throughout the world by different people of different lifestyles. But there is only one people in Christ. That is truth tellers, those who have accepted the truth and those who tell the truth to others. Now the truth is being vilified as hate. They don't want to hear the truth. They want to heap up onto themselves those who will satisfy their itching ears. So what they have done is they have made for themselves, just like the children of Israel made a God of gold. These people of today have made for themselves speakers, speakers, and they call them preachers. They call them pastors because they want to be told the things that satisfy their itching ears. Well, I'm sorry, but we do not do that here on the traveling pulpit. We do not do that here because it is the truth of God's word that you will hear. It is the salvation upon the invitation that you will receive. And it is the life-changing, life-sustaining word of Jesus Christ that you will hear. It's not my word. It's his word that has chosen a vessel such as myself to deliver that word. And it doesn't always come out as charismatic as uh, some speakers are to make you feel good, to make you want to listen again. See, the truth is something that everybody wants, but no one wants to hear. Well, that's what you're going to get here on the traveling pulpit. You're going to get the truth. You're going to get the word. You're going to get the rawness, the harshness, the, the intent of what God is trying to say through me. And it's not even about me. It's about being chosen, being the one who will stand up and say what needs to be said. And that is the absolute truth. Jesus said in Matthew 10 verse 34, do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. Jesus has come to split the house. For I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. He has come to split the house. Jesus has come to set people against each other. Why? 
because there are people in the world who believe as the world. Jesus has come so that the people who believe in him shall be divided with the people who believe in the world. And yes, it will be a man against his father, because if that man is a fool and that son is a believer, they too can no longer mingle. If that if that that daughter is a, a believer of the world, is a follower of the world and that mother is a follower of Christ, if that mother is is a, a, a student of the word who does her best to live by the word. That mother and daughter can no longer mingle. They can no longer mix. Because if the mother does not cow down to the daughter and go to the world and the daughter does not fess up her sin and become a part with her mother in the belief of Jesus Christ, they won't they won't they won't mix. So they have to split apart. Now, the mother of course, giving birth to that child will have feelings, but at the same time, she also has a responsibility that is to serve Christ and him alone. Because if Christ is that man's first choice, if Christ is that mother's first choice, then Christ will make it right for that person in that household. That's why Jesus said he come to bring a sword and not peace. Jesus says, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. There it is right there. There are some people who have compromised their own belief because their son or daughter is of a different lifestyle. But yet and still they say they love Christ, they serve him. There are some children who are of Christ, though they are adults, there are some children who love Christ. And having parents who desire the attention of the world or the, the ways of the world or the things of the world, having compromised their belief to pacify or come down to where their parents are. You're sacrificing your salvation. You're sacrificing your salvation because Jesus says anyone, anyone who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. How radical do you have to be to love the Lord more than anything in this world? How radical do you have to be? Think about that for a second, traveling pulpit family. How radical do you have to be to love Christ? Whom you've never seen, you've never met, but you believe. How radical do you have to be to believe him more than all the things of the world that you have seen, 
all the pleasures of the world that you have partaken in and all of the material things in this world that you may or may not have, but you desire to have. How radical are you? Real quick, let's go over to, let me find it. Let's go over to Daniel. Let's go over to chapter three, verse 16. Daniel three, chapter 16. You talk about being radical for, for God. You talk about being radical for Christ versus the things of this world. None of us, I'm 51 years old. None of us have seen Christ. There are men who have recorded in this Bible, having been eyewitnesses to Christ being on earth because they walked with him. They talked with him. They even practical joked with him. They ate with him. They, 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 they slept under the same roof with him. And they have written these words for us. How radical are you to believe the word of God over your only family who serves the world through a lifestyle, who does not love the Lord in their body, because they serve the world in their body. They chase after the things of the world, the desires, the pleasures, the material things of the world, the monetary things of the world. How radical are you to say you love God and stand on that principle no matter what? I present to you Daniel 3, verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning furnace, burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. You talk about radical traveling pulpit family. This is radical right here because the house is about to burn. Jesus has come to put a sword in the middle of the house. And by doing so, the house is going to catch on fire. And those who see the flames are going to run for salvation. But those who believe they can put the fire out is going to be overtaken and consumed by the fire. How radical are you? to have family members of a different worldly view of a different worldly set of values and have a lifestyle that matches the values of this world. How radical are you to stand on the principles of God's word and say, for God, I'll live. It is for God. I will die and, and, and have no second guessing, no turning back. How radical are you traveling pulpit family? These three men told King Nebuchadnezzar what they were going to do and what they were not going to do. And guess what? They were taken out of the burning furnace, unharmed, unscathed, with not a singe on their clothes or their hair, simply because... They chose the living God over a dead world. 
down in verse 24, King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, did we not cast three men bound into the fire? They answered and said to the king, true, O king, he answered them, but I see four men unbound walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. If that not bring does not bring forth a hallelujah traveling pulpit family, I tell you that that's being radical. That's being radical. There's another chapter in Daniel I want to take you to. That's Daniel 6. I want to find a good place where to start. Daniel 6, when Daniel is thrown into the lions, then let's go in at at, at, uh, Daniel 6 and verse 19. Then at daybreak, the king, Darius, arose and went to went in haste to the den of lions and he came near to the to the den where daniel was he cried out in a tone of anguish the king the king declared to daniel o daniel servant of the living god has your god whom you serve continually forever no has your god whom whom you serve continually been able to deliver you from the lions. Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths, and they have not harmed me because I was found blameless before him. Traveling pulpit family, I'm telling you that that raises a hallelujah for me. And I want you to know. I want you to know that as we continue to walk the days in our lives on this earth so long as we walk in the witness of Christ, so long as we have relationship with him, so long as we walk in his mandates, even if something were to happen to us, let our belief be so powerful, so bonding in Christ that we will not turn from the revealing, the revelation that he has established to us in our lives. There's a song called I've Got a Testimony and it says, when I look back over my life and I think things over, I can truly say that I've been blessed because I've got a testimony. Not everybody can say that traveling pulpit family, but can you say that? Can you say that you have a testimony? Jesus did not come to bring peace. He came to bring a sword. And he says, whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for his sake will find it. There are so many people who believe that this world is everlasting, that they are going to be here forever. There are people who are making plans right now in parts of the world, deciding what the future of the world will hold for, for the people in the world. We're traveling pulpit family. I want you to know 
the word of God is a plan all of itself. And our God, our Savior, Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit who encapsulate us in the presence of Almighty God through the blood of Jesus Christ has its own plans. And that is to take us with them into salvation, everlasting, because this world, the house is going to catch fire and those who see the flames are going to run towards salvation. But those who believe they can put the fire out are going to burn because the fire is going to overtake them and consume them. And it's going to be an everlasting fire that no man will be able to put out. And they're going to cry out to the Lord to put the fire out, just like the man whom whom did Lazarus, the rich man and Lazarus. They're going to ask for for God to put the fire out. Well, they had their chance, just like we have our chance. There will be no. No putting out of the fire. All we can do. Is sound the alarm. And the alarm is sounding. Traveling pulpit family, I want to thank you once again for the opportunity to come and just share with you the the good news, the good news of the gospel. Some people don't call this or think of this as being good news. But you know what? To the world, this is foolishness. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. And I want to share with you that power of God right now by giving you the invitation to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because Romans 10, 9 reminds us. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the word. And the word tells no lie. It tells no lie. That is the word traveling pulpit family. And I want you to have that word. I want you to accept that word. And I want you to be saved. So for the traveling pulpit podcast, I am Vernon Sheridan. I am the man with the unscripted voice. I want you to know that you can find the traveling pulpit podcast on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all at Traveling Pulpit Ministries, Traveling Pulpit Ministries. And I want for you to have that opportunity to receive Christ as your Savior. For once again, Romans 10, 9. I'll leave it at that. God bless you, Traveling Pulpit family. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your uh, rest of your day and hope that the week to come is a blessing to you and that the revealing of the Lord gets revealed to you. I love you. Bye for now.